Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. What look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because, because now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to get into on this episode. Got to bring in my guy, our producer extraordinaire, engineer to the stars, Jake Warner, often known as Big Brother Jake. What's going on, man? Man, it's one hell of a weekend, man. What's good with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it's been a lot of lot going on this week. Uh, we'll get into the VMAs. We're going to get into Ari Spears man. versus Lizzo. <laughs> We're going to get into Tom Brady and what's going on with him. Uh, but first, man, my weekend was crazy, man. It was, it was very interesting. I mean, it was a lot going on this weekend. Uh, that I had to do. Uh, shout out to my man, Kelvin Washington from Spectrum Sports News out here in Los Angeles. He had a birthday party uh, celebrated with him. And then shout out to the homie Problem uh, who put on a 10th anniversary Mollywood concert from his album, Mollywood, uh, put on the 10th anniversary concert, man. It was epic. I got there a little late. Um, and you know what was cool about that show, man? I did not record anything on my phone. I literally sat wow. back and enjoyed the show. So you're probably the only one that didn't back. have their phone out because, you know, at concerts, now everybody has their phone out. Pretty everybody. Much. At yeah. some point, you're going to put, and I've done that. Like, of course. Don't get me wrong. We've I've done, done that. Everybody's yeah. done that of at course. some point. Um, but I just wanted to enjoy the show, man. I actually just wanted to enjoy the show. Right. I wanted to be able to say, you know what? I want to see what this brother is bringing, you know, bringing to the stage. I know, I know he's ultimately talented. He's ultra talented. He is a, a gifted artist. Yes. And the fact that he was able to coordinate all these different personalities and music artists together for this big epic show, man, props to the problem and his whole staff and his whole team, Coffee and Kush. Um, Airplane James was dope. Um, <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, everybody seemed to have, have a really good time. The vibe was right. right. Um, it was just a good, it was a good show out here in LA, man. It was, I was proud to see, you know, someone from from L.A. or Compton, you know, really put on for the city, and you know, props the problem for 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 doing that and being having a successful show, man, because it was definitely dope. Yeah, he's one of my favorite artists out here in the West, man, no doubt. Yeah, definitely, man. So, um, you know, did that, and then uh, caught. I went ha- went home and watched the repeat of the the VMAs, <sighs> and. Uh, that was very, very interesting, and we'll get into that later yeah, on. But man. first and foremost. If it's going on in the world of sports and entertainment, you know Nick Hamilton is going to speak on it. It's time to get it popping. All right. Tom Brady, who took a 10- or 11-day absence from football actually participated in the preseason game which was shocking for a 45 year old (laughs) to be playing in the preseason game now you got cats that are much younger than 45 that don't participate at all i know sean McVay from the rams obviously brandon staley from the chargers Mm -hmm. um 
You know, Lamar Jackson didn't participate in any preseason activities. A lot of teams are getting hit to that because they don't want their starters risking injury, especially with now with an 18 game season on the line. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of uh, there are a lot of factors that go that are involved rather when it comes to trying to get seating for the playoffs, trying to get the best record in the AFC or if they participate in the NFC. So there's a lot of factors that go on. So you don't want your starters. This is an opportunity for a lot of the, the draftees and, and, you know, practice squad players. Maybe if you have a, a, a guy that has been injured all year, he's trying to come back, even though he, he was a starter, get reps in to make sure that he gets his timing back, understands the playbook, things like that. But what was interesting is that we did not know where Tom Brady was, and there was a lot of speculation that maybe he be, may be a part of the mass Singer. You know, his his former teammate, uh, Rob Gronkowski, was asked about that. Uh, a lot of people speculate he might be part of the mass Singer. But then it could be something a lot more serious. And if you l- listen to this clip, Tom Brady doesn't seem like everything is all good in TB12's world. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life and... Uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a, uh, continuous process. So, yeah. And I'm not even 45 and it's a lot of going on. <laughs> so I understand it, but here's an interesting part about Tom Brady. And, and, and it seems like it's more, it may be something going on with the home life. Because think about this. Tom Brady retired. He has a lovely wife, Giselle. They have children. Now, imagine this. If you told your wife you were going to retire, and then two months later you unretire, you don't think that's going to cause friction in the household? Oh, man. I just want to know. For all my married folks out there that may be listening, if you tell your wife one thing and she's going to hold it as if it was gospel, and then you go back and rewind the track and undo what you said you were going to do. How's that going to work out for you? It, it never How's does. How's that going to work? It out? never does. I was married. I know. It never does. That's what I'm saying. So you're a former <laughs> married man. I have, I have, I have dodged that bullet thus far. Keep dodging. And uh, I just don't understand. I mean, listen. Tom Brady's 45, and he was recently voted as the number one top. Uh, player in the NFL's top 100 list that they put out every year. By, Aaron Donald was number two. By his peers, by the way. That's BS. I, I agree. That is BS. He is not number there's one. there's no way that Tom Brady is number one. No way. Aaron Donald should have been number Absolutely. one. If anybody should have been number one. Now, is Tom Brady in the in the top 10 spot? Sure. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady can still play. Right. And he can surprise you when necessary, but I do think because his he's such an ultra competitor, and it reminded me of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would compete with you on anything. If y'all shot marbles, this dude is going to compete with you. Yep. And I think that competitive spirit and that addiction to competition is going to end up being his downfall, much how we saw with Michael Jordan with the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. When he came back, even though that one year, one side of the year, I think it was 03 when he went to the All Star, when he went to the yep. All Star game. Yeah. And then that, that, that was that was that the year he dropped 55 against Kobe. Yeah. And then Kobe came back and yep. they kept going back and forth at each other. Okay. Yes, they did. Outside of that, 
Michael Jordan was not the Michael Jordan we held we held in high esteem with the Chicago Bulls and those those title reigns. Mm-hmm. And I, I see the same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a guy that's ultra competitive. He can't give it up. It's like an addiction. He on that narcotic. He can't give it up. <laughs> and that may be his downfall because these guys are quicker, stronger, faster. He you saw how beat up he was getting, especially from midseason on to the end of the season until he got knocked out of the playoffs by the Rams. He was getting beat up. My man was getting grass stains all in his helmet. He was getting cut lips. I mean, you thought he was in a bar fight half the time. <laughs> so I don't – this might be Tom Brady's final year. It should be Tom it Brady's final be. year because you're getting older. You're not the Tom Brady that we all know and love. Is he still the GOAT? Absolutely. But it does – but you're starting to, to diminish a little bit from your legacy because you're going to start making plays – taking things away from what people remember as far as your greatness is concerned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I think this needs to be, and it, it could quite possibly be Tom Brady's last stand in Tampa because Tampa is not the same. Yeah, you got a, you got Julio Jones, but Julio Jones is a couple steps behind what he used to be. Mm-hmm. You don't have Gronk at tight end. Your O-line is shakier than the California earthquake. You got guys that are injured that you're rotating and trying to move in. You move Bruce Arians upstairs. You got Ty Bowles, who I think is an, who could be an excellent head coach. Uh, once, now that he's given the opportunity to really coach, um, he has a great you know offensive coordinator in Byron Leftwich that could help as well. But it's, you can have great minds on the sidelines, but it's all about the personnel that you have on the field to be able to execute those plays and be able to execute those those stretches into getting wins. And you're going to have some really quality teams that you're going to go up against, especially with the Rams. There's going to be a dogfight, I believe, with the Saints at times because mm-hmm. I think the Saints are scary good. Um, you got the Green Bay Packers. You still got the Dallas Cowboys in the regular season. Let me be absolutely clear when I say that. I don't want Cowboy Nation to start getting all hooping and hollering like they're in the, in the church choir. No. In the regular season, they're cool. But they have had the Dallas Cowboys have also taken a step back by losing Amari Cooper and, and a couple of other key personnel moves that they've made in the offseason. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But at the end of the day, you've got to know when to say when. And I don't know if Tom Brady knows when to say when. And he could have had a come-to-Jesus moment with Giselle behind closed doors, which is why he took he took some time off and wasn't seen or heard from like he was on a, he was on a milk carton. Where's TB12? His demeanor's so different now. Like, if you see that press conference, you know, usually Tom mm-hmm. Brady's in a good mood. He's happy. He loves football, so that brings him joy. But it seems like something's really preoccupied his mind. You know, coming as from a married man's point of view, I think it's, you know, it's something at home. Something's not right with TB12. You can see it, and everyone can see it. But only time will tell. You know, if it affects him on the football field, it may be personal issues. You know, maybe he's just didn't want to go through training camp. We don't know. He earned the right to take time off because he's one of the greatest of all time. But something is definitely not right with him. You could just see it. But why did he take time off? Maybe he'll reveal it. Maybe he won't. We'll see. But I tell you what, who's not in a good mood? Your girl, Lizzo. My girl. That's your girl, not my girl. (laughs) No, sir. Nope, nope. Now, I will say this much. If you watch the VMAs on Sunday, Lizzo had a very fiery speech. And there's a reason for that. Now, let me say this before I go any further. I think Lizzo has an incredible voice. I think she could sing. I think Lizzo can sing. I think she has an incredible voice. However, 
there were some comments made by comedian and podcast host Ari Spears. Here's what Ari Spears had to say regarding Lizzo and her personality and appearance. Take a listen. You know what kills me about women is, is the hypocrisy and the contradiction. Yes, queen, slay, queen. Yes, queen, slay. Yeah, girl, your confidence. Fuck diabetes. Fuck heart, heart, heart problems. Fuck heart disease, cholesterol. Y'all claim womanhood and about sisterhood and support for your sister, you know, when it come to that ridiculous shit. But if you really gave a fuck, why wouldn't you go, black girl, we love you. We love your confidence, boo-boo. But th this ain't it. This ain't it. Where's that's the real love? Y'all will jump on me for making jokes, but y'all won't fucking be real and go, sister, put the eclair down. This ain't it. It's treadmill time. Speaking of that, right, because she does have issues with her weight, right? And it's actually a video online of her crying about being fat shamed. Did you see that video of her crying? We all do. I do. <laughs> but yeah, man, she says she be having an issue, man, with people fat shaming her about her weight and cracking jokes about how big she is. Well, how you gonna have issues but at the same time show your whole ass at an NBA game? <laughs> man. <laughs> wow. That audio was courtesy of Art of Dialogue. Woo! And if you heard the conversation <laughs> back and forth. So before I, before I make my comments. Man. Jake, if you'd be so kind, sir, to play the audio speech of what Lizzo had to say on Sunday night at the VMAs in response to the fiery comments made by Aerie Spears. To the bitches that got something to say about me in the press. You know what? I'm not going to say nothing. They'd be like, Lizzo, why don't you clap back? Why don't you clap back? Because, bitch, I'm winning, ho. That girl capping, she she oh. gotta work at Liz. She she capping so hard. <laughs> Man, let come me tell on. you something. Stop it. Stop First it. and foremost, if you watch that award show when she made that speech, Lizzo ain't happy. No, look at her all face. All y'all that's listening, all you guys that are listening can, can come up with 900 excuses. You you come up with more reasons and excuses than a politician on the campaign trail. But I will say this much: Lizzo ain't happy. No. When you when she's crying because she's getting fat shamed, and then she has to make a speech like that, she's masking what she really doesn't want people to see, which is she's not happy. Right. She's not happy with herself. And it's not even about that. And I'm not trying to psychoanalyze anybody. I'm simply going off by the naked eye. Mm -hmm. From an ocular standpoint, based upon what the, 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 the body, the body characteristics that she was displaying on that stage. Lizzo was over the top. I knew somebody that I used to be close to that had a niece that used to do the same over the top stuff to take mm -hmm. the, uh, the 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 eyeballs off of the fact of the elephant in the room, which is that she was morbidly obese. Right. Right. The same way Lizzo is morbidly obese. Now, when Ari Spears talked about F diabetes, F heart disease, F, you know, all these health ailments, he was absolutely right. All y'all, now again, I'm not the biggest Aerie Spears fan, but truth is truth. Mm -hmm. And the fact, and tell me where Aerie Spears lied, because you can't sit up here and say what he said was wrong. He was absolutely 100% on the money when it came to that. If you watch the entire interview that he did with the Art of Dialogue, he also said she was a great singer. Mm -hmm. He said she had a pretty face, 
which is absolutely true as well. But you can't dissect and, and pick and choose what truths you want to take in. Truth is truth. Deal with it or don't. But it can't. you can't say it wasn't put out there. And the fact that Ari Spears said what he said about Lizzo is absolutely true. I was at that Laker game. I literally so was, I. was behind her, uh, elevated, when she got up there looking like Rikishi from WWE <laughs> and shaking her stinking ass all on the jumbotron. I was there too. I was there and I too. had to subject my eyes to that. Man. You know I had to go I had to go to some strip club to get that memory out of my head because <laughs> it scared the hell out of me. And there were kids in that audience yes, there were. They that met, she was doing that to. They escorted her out. Right. And she has never been back to a Laker game since. Yep. Because that's not the atmosphere that you do that. And it wasn't a, a, a hot 97 summer jam. That wasn't <laughs> iHeart Radio Music Awards. You know what I mean? When you have adults that are there right. that you're like, okay, you've got to be a little a little freer in, in, in what you want to wear and what you want to present yourself as. But Lizzo wants to, she, she got into her feelings. The mm-hmm. facts are the facts. Facts over feelings. She's not healthy. And she doesn't have to be a size two. She could be a size eight. She could be a size 10. That's fine. But what I'm saying is be healthy. And that's all Eric Spears was trying to point mm-hmm. out. She's not healthy. And what you're doing to a lot of young people, especially in our communities, who battle obesity and diabetes and heart problems and strokes and cancer and everything like that, is that you're saying it's okay to be morbidly obese. And it's not. No. It's- so all you people that fat shame, nobody's fat shaming. Y'all are just lazy and out of shape. That's your damn problem. Get your asses on the treadmill and start dieting and start eating for life and start eating to be full. Okay. And and let's 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 be concerned about health issues. Let's be our community is so especially with the kids who deal with obesity at an alarming rate. And you people out there have some of y'all have the audacity to get mad and, and cheering Liz on, like he said, oh girl, get do your thing. Yeah, you're cheering her on. And then when she God forbid if she passes away because of health problems, all y'all going to do is say a rest in peace and play her music for a few days and move on to the next like nothing happened. Let's keep it a buck. I would love to see that. I would love to see that woman live a long, healthy life. I, I don't know that woman. I never met Lizzo. Okay? But let's be honest. You're fat as hell and you're out of shape. You're probably out of breath when you walk from the stage to the back part of it to get your award. <laughs> Let's keep, okay. let's keep it a buck, man. Let's keep it a buck. When you think of Lizzo, what do you think of? What do you think of? Before anything, before her talents, before her singing, what do you think of when you think of Lizzo? Grimace with a guitar. See, I'm not even talking about her shape. What I, my point, what I'm trying to make, the point is, she distracts everybody from the fact she's talented because all she brings up is her weight and I get the she's trying to empower big women or whatever. I get it. But the way she goes about it is very raunchy, very distasteful, and people don't take it seriously. Like, when I was 350 pounds, I was very insecure about my weight, okay? So I always thought the, the first thing people noticed when I walked in the room was how big I was. So I would deflect and try to, you know, downgrade myself, make fun of myself before anybody else can make fun of me. Then I realized that's not the move. That's what she does. 
let your talent speak. Luther Vandross didn't care, well, before he got his surgery, but Luther Vandross didn't care if, uh, that he was fat. We knew he could sing. Hey, we knew Big Barry Luther White could sing. sing. Now, Luther with the curl didn't get quite right. Right. You know, Barry White, big man, over 350. We didn't care about uh-huh. his weight. Hey, man, Barry was that dude. That's what I'm saying. And, 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 and but, but Lizzo goes about it the wrong way, and she brings that attention on herself. So then when the attention's on her for being big, because she brought the attention, now she's fat shamed. That's my problem with Lizzo. It's like, I don't care that you're big. I date big women. I don't give a damn. But I get tired of hearing, I'm big and this and big is beautiful. You bring it on yourself. You know, you, you scream fire, and then when the fire happens, it's like, you know, you, I'm so over her. I can't stand her. I don't want to talk about her. <laughs> she's just, she's, she's a mess. And to think about it, that this is what I'm saying. She's not happy with herself. Right. You can tell. Again, everybody doesn't have to be the same size to be beautiful or to be pretty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody has, we all have come in different shapes, sizes, colors, genders, whatever. It's all about health. That's the main topic, and she refuses to, to talk about that. She don't want to talk about the health. She don't want to address the fact of was what Ari Spears said. Was it was there any truth to that? She don't want to talk about that. She wants to clap back. Yes. And you can't. But here's the problem: you can't clap back your truth because it's staring no. you right in the face like that mirror. You 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 stare in and out of every morning when you wake up out that gi- that giant bed of yours. And, and not to mention, and I got and something. She's, and like you said, she's she's immensely talented. I, I absolutely. I, like I, say, I think she could sing. I think she has a pretty face. I think she has a ginormous. And I'm not talking about weight wise. I think she has a, just a ginormous personality, and that's a beautiful thing. Damn, I just then then you got people like Mike Epps like keeping for her and you know talking bad about Aries Spears he's doing the same thing that people are upset about you know he goes and fat shames Aries Spears you look sick and dirty like come on Mike Epps she brought this on herself and now everybody wants to keep for her she did this to herself Mike Mike Epps out there cloud chasing I'm yeah sorry. he always and I does like, and I, I like, love Mike I like, and I like Mike Epps I love I, I love the uh what's the, the sitcom on Netflix oh yeah yeah, I, I love that I, show. Yeah, it's a good I, show. I, I hate it was only eight episodes for season two, but I love that show with him and Kim Fields. I thought they thought a, they, they did a great job, brother. But nah, dog, stop caping up for the for you. You know right and wrong. And tell me again. I ask anybody. I take the Pepsi challenge on anybody. Tell me where Ari Spears lied. Right. He's telling the and truth. We go from there. There you go. We go from there. That's all I'm gonna say. Tell me where he lied. Coming up on the other side of the break, a man that's all about the truth that keeping it. Real with hip-hop, one of the greats and part of one of the greatest groups in hip-hop, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I got my man Crazy Bone coming up on the show, talking a lot about the days of Rufus Records, ECE. And you may be surprised at what he says about there's a particular song with a particular icon that they made that wasn't necessarily made for that particular icon. It was made for somebody else. We'll get into that and more on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. Hove did. Please don't forgive me for what the stove did. 
Nobody touched a billion till Hope did. How many billionaires can come from Hope Crib? I count three, me, A, and Ree. Bronze and Rock Boy, so four technically. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Make sure you hit us up at nightcastmedia.com, your gateway to sports, pop culture, entertainment, tech, all rolled into one. That is nightcastmedia.com. All right. Very special guest we have on the line, a legend in the building. This man is responsible for being part of one of the greatest groups in hip-hop, multi-platinum recording artist, multi-platinum group, Grammy Award-winning group. Has some hits over the years. Uh, obviously worked with the late, great Eazy-E. Also worked with some other icons in Tupac and Biggie. Had a, 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 a large amount of success with his solo albums. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome the one and only Crazy Bone. Crazy Bone, what's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm chilling. I'm chilling, man. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm good, man. You looking well, brother? Man, thank you, thank you, man. Yes, yes, it's been trying to, you know what I'm saying, man? Trying to trying to stay healthy out here, man, in this world, for real. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. So what, What? Uh, I know you, you recently uh, had to go through an illness, unfortunately, but you were able to bounce back. Um, what changed uh, your mindset as far as just making sure that you stayed in that healthy vibe? Um, and was it a nutrition thing? Was it a, a workout situation? What do you think uh, changed your mind as far as getting into a new uh, uh, trajectory as far as health and wellness is concerned? Man, just, you know, uh, well, 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 you know, I had a, uh, I did have a health issue. I was uh, diagnosed with sarcoidosis, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, it's basically a autoimmune disease, you know what I'm saying, to where your, your um, immune system really attacks it has nothing to fight off so it attacks your organs you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. in case mine was attacking my lungs you know what i'm saying and just uh just just when i was diagnosed and just went through all that man it was just like you know it, it, it was just a wake-up call like okay you gotta start taking big, better care of yourself you know what i'm saying we need them we need them young thugs no more you know what i'm saying like we 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 we, we much older grown men now you know what i'm saying like so health is everything man and you know what i'm saying it's, it's part of longevity so if you want to live a long time and prosper a long time, man, you got to take care of your health. That's way more important than money. Trust me, way much more important than money. Absolutely. Now, I want to dial back just a little bit when, when you talk about being a young thug, become, coming out of the city of Cleveland. Uh, you know, 99th and Seclair, we all familiar with that now. You guys have put that intersection on the map, uh, yeah. not just nationally, but internationally as well. Um, you guys got together. What was the... What, did you all realize... The, the the opportunity that you had as far as just coming into hip-hop with a different sound and a different vibe and then getting the attention of the late, great Eazy-E. Um, and how did that all unfold uh, to, to recording Creeping on a Come Up? Man, we, I mean, we, we, we knew we was different. When we were in Cleveland and when we would rap for people, you know, everybody would be just be blown away like, they would say we sound like the rapping Temptations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They was like, y'all sound like the Temptations, but but y'all rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they knew it was different, and we knew once somebody that could really do something for us heard us, we knew that like we would get put on. But we had no idea it would be to the extent that it has been for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't know it would be like this worldwide style changing, <laughs> like 
thing that we did, you know what I'm saying? Like to just change the whole speed, the whole pace of hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we didn't know that, but it was just, it was, we knew we had something different, but we didn't know it would like, it would impact that hard. And what was it like? I know you guys, I know I heard the stories, you guys calling up the Ruthless Records, trying to get a hold of Eazy-E, trying to make sure you guys let him know about this specific sound that you guys were, were, were doing and coming out of Cleveland with. But what are some of the, the things that you learned from, from Easy um, that continues to help you uh, throughout this time and space when you guys were able to branch out eventually and, and be your own your own bosses? Well, man, you know, unfortunately, we 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 were only with easy we were only with easy for less than a year before he passed away so like we didn't we didn't really like get to learn any like real business or you know say like we didn't really get to get that from him we tried to emulate what we saw him doing for the time we were around but we found out that was the wrong way mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so we we ran into many brick walls and you know like many problems trying to operate in a business that we didn't have the knowledge of. We just knew we wanted to do it and we could make music, but we didn't necessarily have the knowledge. So it took us, it took, it took me years, man, to just like learn how to do certain things and how to go about, you know, like certain things in the music business. And you, you have to have a knowledge and you have to understand how to execute in this business you know what I'm saying? and that's something we didn't have that knowledge at the time but now since with the experience we have now and everything we done seen and been through you know it's like a walk in the park now you know what i'm saying so it's we've grown a lot since then yeah absolutely i mean you guys have gone on to some some great multi-platinum success i mean you guys the crossroads to me still is one of the coldest videos um that are in hip-hop man you 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 guys really illustrated and drove the points home as far as just making sure you look out for your loved ones and appreciating your loved ones while they're still around. Um, how much of a hand did you guys have in that video as far as the creative direction, as far as making sure you guys wanted to disseminate those points coming from obviously five different individuals, um, you know, dealing with with uh, that subject matter? Back then, you know, we, we were still pretty early on in our career. And everything to us was just what it was, you know what I'm saying? We we wasn't really dialed in to, you know, let's make this look the biggest look. Let's make it look cinematic. Let's do we were simply there let's make a video for our homies to pass away. Like mm-hmm. y'all would like y'all take care of look with whatever scene y'all gonna put with it. But you know what I'm saying? Like we was just there making sure that our peers that passed away, you know what I'm saying, that homage was paid to them. That you know the the directors really came with the concepts and they they ran it past us of course and, and 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 of course we agreed with it but you know we was just there to just pay homage to our people yeah absolutely and then you went on thug mentality 1999 by the way still have that record i yes, think it's one did. of my <laughs> it's one of my, my one of my favorite solo records i will say that um so. what was the mentality what did you want to what did you feel like you had to prove if anything just be now you going from a, a, a multi-platinum Grammy award winning group to now you're a solo. So now it's just, it's all about crazy bone for the first time out. What what was that mentality like? And what, what, was, what was that mindset? Man, it was just like, you know, uh, well, first of all, I had, you know, I had already had like a lot of those songs recorded. That's why, you know, that's why I was voted to go second because I had okay. like songs already done, you know what I'm saying? Plus I would always go and start bone songs 
and you know whatever bonus songs we didn't use i was just using for my project you know what i'm saying like so okay so it was um man i went in just with that mentality man at the time where i was it was just straight thug like we was like straight off the streets we was just like we was for real with it like it wasn't no it wasn't phony we was like it was like it was real with it like we had a hard time that's why I can understand these young artists today, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we had a hard time, just like everybody else, or these these younger, we had a hard time separating the streets from the industry as well. We we got into a lot of trouble like that because we were still trying to be them dudes in the streets, in the hood, hanging in the hood. But we came to a point where, like, okay, we can't do this because we either going to become target practice or we're going to get in trouble for trying to, for trying to protect ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Once we grew up and learned that fact, man, we knew that, you know, we, I knew that I, I would, I wanted to rap about the things in the hood. I wanted to portray it, you know what I'm saying? But I knew, you know what I'm saying? In order to do that, I had to step outside and look back in mm-hmm. to do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know what I'm saying? That's basically what I did. Now you talked about make, how long did it take you to make that realization and say, look, man, we can't go back on the streets like we used to, like we had a different echelons as far as you know where we are musically where we are as businessmen because you guys are essentially are businessmen when it comes to just being artists and making sure that you guys get the, you know your music out and making sure the music comes out right and what how long did it take you get to come to that realization man we struggled with it for a while i ain't gonna lie you know because like we all got big hearts you know what i'm saying we all we we felt like you know everywhere we go our people should go with us on that level you know, and then like when we start getting older and getting them bills, we was like, okay, no, this ain't working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> y'all can't go. Y'all gotta stay home. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it took us a while, man. But like, you know, those are growing pains you go through as a successful artist. But honestly, like, we lucky that we were as as successful as we were because if not, we'd have been done our first album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to bring all them people out with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we'd have been done. So like, you gotta my understand man like it's when it comes to business showing love to your people is one thing but when it comes to business and what got you to where you are you have to make sure nothing is affecting that not family not friends not who you want to hang out with not women like you have to tend to your business because like the minute you let that go is the minute it's going to be your downfall your business is very important not the the music is important because you know without the music there is no business but if you mistreat the business all that falls everything falls now i will say man you you are on the brat's second album yes and y'all were neck and neck i had i had to go back and play that record what was that experience like working with the brat because that's when the brat was on fire. Like she still wanted the illest MCs, but then you are too. So how did how how was that being in the studio working with her at that man, time? Man, the brat like people don't realize. I don't people don't give the brat enough credit. She is one of the illest female MCs. Honestly, I think she'll trash any of them <laughs> in a battle. Like 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 if they really had to. Like people really underestimate her. Like she's. The first time I heard her on that crisscross song, was it what, what, what was it? The bomb. The bomb. Yeah. The, the first time, we wasn't even now yet. Like I remember, we sat 
me and Lazy was watching videos and we sat back just before we even met Easy. We said, it was like, who is this chick? She can flow, you know, because the whole flow, like we was into the whole flowing thing. So we're like, mm -hmm. when we heard her, we was like, yo, son, she killing it. Like, so we was always, I was always a fan of the brat. So then like when I got the call from JD and he was like, yo, the brat wants you to come down and do something on the album. I'm like, son, I'm there, let's get it. I went down, you know what I'm saying? They played the beat and you know what I'm saying? I I I still remember because we was in there, we was in there rapping, and the brat kept saying, "I want to sing too. I want to sing too." <laughs> like she kept saying it, but like her verse, her verse, man, she killed that verse. She killed the verse on the Mariah Carey track. Like everything she do, man, she cool. Like it, so, it was a blessing to work with her, man. She the home girl, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the brat, always love, always. No, you guys, you guys created some hip hop magic for sure. And I, I have to ask you these two questions too, because you, you know, lazy, uh, wish, busy, you guys were a part of some iconic opportunities. The notorious B.I.G. God rest his soul, as well as the late great Tupac Shakur. Um, and you, and you guys were all, you guys were working with them at a time where it was it was really a lot of tension in hip hop, uh, but you guys never got caught into that whole East West. Uh, situation. How were you guys able to avoid that but still be creative in the studio and work with both artists where neither one seemed to have a problem with you working with, with uh, each artist? But man, by just being men and telling them what it is, like, look here, man, we rock with you and we, we rock with you. Like, we we have nothing to do with that beef. We doing music. That beef is y'all's. We doing music and they, and they understood that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we doing music. That's just like, like, I'm friends with somebody, with two dudes, and they got beef with each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We gonna, I'm gonna still be friends with both of them. I'm not gonna get in that beef because y'all gotta figure that out. If there's any way we can help or say anything, we would, but that beef was so out of control. It was like, it is what it is. Y'all y'all, y'all handle that, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like us being men and like, we doing music, we have nothing to do with that beef. Like. We bone thugs, we do what we do. Like we're not West Coast, we're not East Coast. We're from the Midwest. What was some of those studio sessions like working with B with, with Big and in in Puffy and in, in the Bad Boy Camp? Man, it was a lot of people in that damn studio, man. <laughs> I, was about, I was talking about the whole bad boy was there, the whole Mo Thug was there. We was in there deep, man. It was historical. It was like, and then other people was just dropping by. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Like we had we was in there with the herb, we had that. We had the liquor, big had everything set out for us. It was, it was, it was, it was a real good session, legendary session, man. Legendary session. Everybody was there. Did anybody film it by any chance, or just you guys were just in the moment? Bro, we got, we got pictures. Like you know, back okay. then it wasn't, it wasn't like it is now. You know, like people didn't mm -hmm. have their cell phones anywhere. People weren't taking pictures like that, and everything wasn't documented. Like, but it was some, it it, 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 was, it was some legendary moments for sure. And what was it like? Any 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 stories or moments from being in the studio with Tupac? Well, well, actually, um, we went into we we went into Pac a few times, but actually in the studio when he laid down the song, it was just him and Busy. They they ran into each other in traffic, and Pac mm. went to the studio and heard the 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 first beat. That was the first beat they put on. He was like, "Let's go, that one right there." Damn, damn. And what's so crazy about that beat is to that beat, DJ Unique had produced that beat, but that beat was made for Easy E, mm -hmm. and we we had wrote a song for Easy to that beat called Artillery Shop. 
You know what I'm saying? And and like and um Easy was gone, he was gonna rap it, but Easy passed away before he got a chance to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like so Pac came and heard that beat and we just put him on that beat and the song just came about. It's crazy. Man, that that the 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 gunshots in between made yeah. the whole beat. That that yeah. beat was already sick. Yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 it did. <laughs> now, obviously you you moved on. Um, you know, you you're doing solo projects. Um but and and working through the music business and how you know obviously there's been we've seen the stories you know sometimes busy is in the group sometimes busy is not but you're still focused you and lazy still focused on obviously mo thugs you know you're focused on your solo career um and then bringing you know making sure you guys still have that legacy as far as what bone thugs and harmony brought to hip-hop and brought to music in general um do you see yourselves at some point heading to the the rock and roll hall of fame because i think you should be there i mean all the all the facts point to yes <laughs> you know what i'm saying but all the evidence point to yes but you know um i don't know what it is man I, you know i don't know what it is with just industry and bone does a harmony and them giving us our our just dues it's like they they just reluctant to do so you know what i'm saying they just act like they just act like Bone Thugs and Harmony never existed. These people just came up with this style on their own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody's doing our style, just came up with it on their own, and we just never existed. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it'll be a cool thing, you know what I'm saying? But I'm honestly, I'm to keep it 100 when it comes to Bone and us getting our just dues, I'm not holding my breath. You know well, you know, yeah, I mean, I feel you. I mean, it's almost like when I watch the comparisons, people want to compare Jordan to LeBron, but skip completely over Kobe as if Kobe never even existed. Exactly. And that's how I feel like they do with you, how you do that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and I'm a LeBron fan, but how do you do that? How do you do? Because Kobe was before him, and Kobe is great in every aspect of the game. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's crazy. Now, that, being from... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I said, but that's how it is in this world, for real. <laughs> Now you being from Cleveland, do you still check out LeBron? Even though he's now a, he's been an LA Laker, he's won the championship with the Lakers. Do you still kind of oh, support LeBron the same way? Man, all day. I support him because he's from Ohio, and you know I know people say you know if you can make it from New York, you can make it from anywhere. You make it from no, if you can make it from Cleveland, Ohio, then you should be able to come up in any place in America. Go to Cleveland, and you understand what I'm talking about. Real talk, for real. Have so, you guys been it? So I support him. I supported him when he went to Miami. I support him because every because think about it. Everybody that has everybody that has made it from Cleveland has had to leave Cleveland to make it. So I support him in everything he do to the to, to day one to the last day he on that court. Have you guys got a chance to hang out or talk with LeBron? Oh yeah, uh, man! Every 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 time we see him, every time we see him, he stop what we he doing. We start we doing and show love. I went to a um, I went to the Chargers Browns game out here, and uh, LeBron heard I was there, sent for me to come in the room to kick it with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, but man, I went in there. Him and Rich Paul, they all in there. They had a feast up in there. You know, I'm like, oh y'all doing it up in there, big, huh? But yeah, it's it's always love. Whenever we see him in traffic, it's always stop. Got to show love. That's the king for real. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most gifted athletes I've ever seen. I, I definitely will concur. Even though I'm, I'm a little pro Kobe, but growing up here in LA, born and raised. But oh yeah, you know, 
I hear you. I hear you, man. <laughs> that boy is a that boy is a monster, man. Like for real. Now I, I, I overheard crazy. Now you you correct me if I'm wrong. Now, I overheard something. I heard a few whispers here and there about you uh, work. You know, joining voices with a Grammy Award winning icon and Dion Warwick. Talk to me a little bit about that and how did that come about and what 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 is that project about? Man, so yes, we are, um, you know, I've I've actually recorded a few songs with Dion so far. You know, say so that's that's like our mama, man. You know what I'm saying? We've been knowing her and her son for years now. You know what I'm saying? We been working with her son for almost 30 years. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like we've been knowing them for a very long time. Um and like Every song we've done, we've 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 loved the songs. They've always been positive songs. So, this whole ch charity event that we're doing for the whole Ukraine refugees, it's 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 just something, man. Just 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 to put some positivity back into the world, because you know the world right now is in a state of negativity everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Not just in Ukraine, but just at other places as well. You know what I'm saying? So like. The whole reason for this, what the what the world needs now is love because that's what we need. And you know, want everybody to come out, man, and just have a good time, take a load off, and then just just enjoy some good music for real. All right. So you definitely want to stick around and stay tuned because we got part two coming up after this break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. I know you're taking the way for this for a long time. Well, here it is. Here it is. What's going to do? Well, it must be close to the Armageddon, Lord. No, then I won't fly by that last and new topic to pull up my waist and you brought me. All right, everybody. Final segment of this show, TMA with Nick Hamilton. Make sure you hit me up on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. All right, let's get back into it. Part two of my special interview with the one and only the legend himself. Crazy bone of all thugs and harmony. You will be headlining along with Dion Warwick, the Ukraine refugee fundraiser concert uh, with a VIP meet and greet. So those who get it lucky enough to, to get the VIP meet and greet and get a chance to, to take pictures with you, maybe maybe ask you a question or two. Who knows? Whatever you feeling like that day. Um, yes, and it's called the Lo Love is What the World Needs Now uh, concert uh, out here in uh southern california at the commerce casino and hotel on september 17th uh make yeah. sure you guys get your tickets um and check out a legend two legends i should say yes. uh two iconic legends in crazy bone of both legend. thugs and harmony no 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 it's a legend and a legend legend oh yeah there we, there we go Dion is a legend <laughs> legend you know what I'm saying? I'm, icon yeah i'm just a little little legend <laughs> nah nah man stop yeah. stop all y'all listen <laughs> You guys changed the face of music. So that's nothing that you guys are all iconic legends in your own right, man. I got to give you guys your props, man, for sure. Appreciate it for sure. Absolutely. When you look at looking at Crazy Bone now, what advice would you have given Crazy Bone at age 18 and also in the process of recording creeping on a come up? Man, I would just be like um in the pro I would man, I don't I don't even know, man. I would just uh, tell, I would just probably tell me, and if I could whisper to the rest of the group, like, we should slow it down a little bit. <laughs> like, for real, like, slow it down with everything. Like, slow it down with, with even doing, 
with even doing solo projects. You know what I'm saying? Like we should have took it a little slower. You know what I'm saying? And just let everything take its course. You know, I, I think I, I honestly think we rushed the solo projects. Like honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like I think we should have went a little longer just mm -hmm. on and then the solo projects. But you know, like um, yeah, I would say that's the only thing though, man. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, definitely. Now you're responsible for you know 13 albums and EPs, solo recordings. What a, give me three of your, your your favorite albums that you worked on, whether it's solo or within the group. Uh, okay, I, I would say Thug Mentality, um, New Waves. Okay, and um, Crazy Melodies. Okay, the latest one, yeah. Now talk to me about the crazy melodies because that's 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 a slightly a, a little bit of a change, but not too much. You still got the organic roots, but you kind of you know. I, did you want to expand your your range as far as being an artist and, and kind of gravitate to a different or, or pull in a different audience? What was the mentality behind that 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 yeah, project? It meant definitely, yeah, definitely. Basically, just you know, I, like been in the game for thirty years, man. So it's like it's like I'm. I'm basically experimenting, seeing where I can go with it. You know what I'm saying? Like people always said, you should do an R&B album, and I always pondered it. I'm like, can I? You know what I'm saying? Like so I went in and I tried it. You know what I'm saying? And turns out I can. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I was just experimenting, like basically having fun, man. Like we we we've done everything. It's really nothing, nothing else left to prove. I'm just. I'm not trying to prove nothing. I'm just out here having fun, experimenting with different music, seeing what I what I can do and can't do, basically. Now, crazy, you just said 30 years. I don't I want I want that I want folks to marinate on that. 30 years in the game of success. When you think of when I think of 30 years in the game, I think of guys like Ice Cube, obviously Dr. Dre, uh Snoop Dogg, you know, uh the Dog Pound, um, you know, uh, like you said, the brat. You know, JD, people like that um, in this game. What when you when you think about thirty years in this game, and do you kind of sit back and and do you all kind of just sit back and realize, damn man, we've been here thirty years. Look at the impact we made, man, man all the time. You know what I'm saying? All the time because we've seen so many artists come and go, so many styles come and go, so much technology. We've we we we've seen it go from cassette tapes to digital. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like we've we've seen a lot of change in hip hop. You know, hip hop's the same age I am. You know what I'm saying? So I've got to witness almost everything happening in hip hop. So I'm fully aware of what goes on in hip hop. Who's who? You know what I'm saying? I'm like a hip hop dictionary, man. Like for real, I know I know it all. Like for real. So yeah, it's a blessing, man, to be able to be around this long and to have such a contribution to a culture. And to be able to create our own culture within the hip hop culture, you know what I'm saying? Not many artists can do that, so that's a wonderful thing. No, absolutely, I man. It's a blessing for sure. Uh, how were you able to balance being a music artist, obviously being a superstar, and everybody pulling at you, and still balancing out fatherhood as well? Man, you know, at at some like when you know you just need to cut it off, you need to cut it off, like. You always get like it, it. It was a little harder for us to understand that when we were younger, because it was like you know when you're young, you got that drive, you money coming in. I got to get this money. Let's go, let's go. We gone. We're, okay, back on tour. Just come home. We going back. Let's go. But now it's like you know when 
when your kids get old enough to express to you like they ain't happy about that <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you gotta you gotta make them change this you know what i'm saying you have to start to balance it out man and just not only with family with just everything you got just family with the spirituality all that you know what i'm saying you, you you have to be set time out for all those different things i also absolutely absolutely you a chameleon there you guys have made a classic mm. riding but but it was a message within that it wasn't just about the beat one but you guys' flow but it's been a message in that was that was that something that you guys wanted to emphasize when you guys sat down and kind of wrote the record and made sure the record came out the way it did man man what's crazy is like <laughs> when i when i done the song first of all when i done the song i tell everybody i didn't even know the song was going to ever come out didn't notice because i did it as a favor for for the producers which is playing skill i've done it for mm -hmm. a favor for them because they're my dudes you know what i'm saying so they was like it's this dude they want you to from houston he really blowing up you know what i'm saying and he want to get a verse from you so i'm like okay cool let's do it so i go and i do the verse and i i just heard the hook ride dirty and at the time his verse wasn't on there i didn't know he was going to be talking about not riding dirty and i'm talking about riding dirty <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm, I'm talking about riding dirty in every aspect of the world you know what i'm saying so it's like when we heard it, i was like it's perfect because it's really opposite he was like i'm talking about not riding dirty and you talking about riding dirty but it's a perfect balance and i'm like oh i didn't realize that so it was a perfect balance for the song definitely but there's nothing we planned though <laughs> at all no definitely i mean when you when you you guys have always have different messages i mean within the music um where you're talking about you know loss of loved ones where you're talking about you know, like you said riding dirty but then always having that balance where you're talking about your own life skills as far as you know surviving and getting through or you know even putting some some issues on you know police you know brutality or you know things that are going on around the country in, in various communities um you know and you, and you and you obviously you talk about coming from cleveland we know about the tamir rice situation obviously the young man that was just shot recently um you know in in in, in the city of akron uh which is not too far if i'm not mistaken from cleveland um what are your thoughts on that and 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 what do you feel needs to change uh, essentially so we cannot be having these types of incidents that continue to keep happening over and over again and it, and and how it's been it's been happening it didn't just start with george floyd unfortunately but it's been happening how do we curtail that from your perspective well you know the 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 the, the um the political response to that question would be better policing you know uh overall better policing and better relationship with the authorities and the communities but that has been said for so many years that's never going to happen if it ain't happened by now the real answer to that question is God is the only solution that's going to come through and fix all this stuff permanently. Until then, we have to figure out how to coincide with each other on this planet because we're not going nowhere. There's nobody on this, no race on this earth is going to be able to make, make one race 
distinct or destroy an entire race. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to be here together. So we need to figure out how to deal with that and learn how to live together, period. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, 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 it's like these police situations just happening with these young black males. It's like, it's way off balance. It's, it's way off balance. It is totally unjust. I don't even see how people can sit back and say, you know, when the police kill kill an unarmed black man, all they say now is, "Oh, well, he should have he should have done what he told him to do." Like what? You know how many white people you see arguing with the police, throwing throwing shit at the police, talking to the police like they crazy, and they don't even get arrested? Something got to change, bro. It's like it's unbalanced, and like I said, the the the, the only real hope. It's when God comes and changes it. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I can tell them. I hear that. Now, we've seen a lot of groups reunite over the course of time. Will we get a Bone Thugs and Harmony reunion and, and, and possibly a tour at some point with all the members, including? Because I, I I don't know what happened, but I have to ask you, what whatever happened with DJ Unique and you guys? Because it seemed like you guys were a, a great fit and a great match when it came to music. Bro, it's crazy, bro. Like, I just got off the phone with DJ Unique before I jumped on this interview. It's crazy. Like, we all still talk. Like, we all, like, matter of fact, we working on something right now for our, like, for this big, like, let's go. I'm not going to even put it out there, but I'm going to tell you, yes, something is in the making. Something is in the works with all five Bone members, the whole squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yes, definitely. Uh, something re- really, really big as well. All right, I'm going to give you a quick rapid fire before I let you get on out of here. Whatever comes to mind, first and foremost, go ahead and put it out there like only Crazy Bone could do. Uh, if you were on an island and you only could bring three records with you, what would they be? Oh, man. Uh, that would be probably uh, Michael Jackson's Off the Wall, <laughs> LL Cool J's uh, Bad. I'm bad. No, no, no. Radio album. And, um, man, let me see who else. Man, um, oh, and the, uh, Ghetto Boys album. Uh, 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 uh what is it? Um, the second album that, that, that can't be stopped. We can't be stopped. Yep. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Three movies that, our, that at Crazy Bone has to watch three of his favorite movies that he has to watch The Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin classic hands down I still watch that movie all the time you know it line for line where it's crazy <laughs> Life um, let me see uh, Life one of my fa- childhood favorites The Goonies and another childhood favorite The Last Dragon ah Bruce Leroy. <laughs> Bruce Leroy. Hey, I love that movie, man. It's, it's so funny when I go back and watch it now, like for real. Nah, that was classic. That was a cult classic, man. I, I have classic. to study. Classic. Now, all the you guys have worked with numerous people in the music industry, but if there are three producers that you have yet to work with that you want to work with, who would they be and why? I mean, of course, Dr. Dre, because it's only right. Every time we see Dr. Dre, man, we be like, Drake, can we get some beats, man? He be like, oh yeah, I got y'all, I got y'all. <laughs> y'all want to work? Like, nigga, yeah, we've been to 
give us some beats, man. Hopefully we can get up on this. What I told you, we working on this really big thing we're working on now. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can finally make that happen. Him, um, uh, man, who else is out there, man? Uh, just like, uh, man, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, we don't work with a lot of producers out there, man. Like, so like, it'll be him. We have yet to get something from Timberland. You know what I'm saying? We need something from Timbo, man. And uh, we need something from Pharrell, man. Like for real, like something from like. Matter of fact, on where we working on, I will be giving them a call. All three, of them. <laughs> we're gonna be beating down your dough, man. So y'all, hey, we need y'all. Bone need y'all for real. Now I gotta ask you this too, crazy. Have you guys worked with DJ Quick? Man, DJ Quick is a homie. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to get DJ Quick <clears throat> to do something with me on my next, on my second volume to Crazy Melodies. You know what I'm saying? So DJ Quick live right down the street from me, bro. Like. Right down, literally down the street, like for real. I can walk down the street, knock on his, knock on his door. That's the homie for sure. Wow, yeah, that that would be especially because I don't see Quick as a producer. I see him more as a musician and yeah, an engineer. Yeah. Man, Quick's vision is like, I think Quick gets overlooked a lot when that conversation of dope producers come up because mm-hmm. he's like. Like you said, he's an he's an artist. He's a musician. He he and he takes that shit serious. Like you know what I'm saying. Like so, he really he he real serious with it, man. Very very talented brother for real. Documentaries are, are seem to be the way to go uh, as of late. We saw the 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 DOC who recently released this documentary at the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, is that something that Bone Thugs and yourself? Uh, are thinking about working on, or we'll we'll work on at some point as far as the documentary. Man, you man, you trying to make me spill the beans <laughs> about what we doing, man? But like just, I do my homework, man. Just just know all that, all that is something we putting together from bio film, okay, series, TV series, uh, uh, final album. You know what I'm saying? It's just everything. It's 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 all coming as a package. It's gonna be, it's gonna be big. Trust me. Now you looking more? You talking about bi- like actual uh, biopic? Are you guys looking at like a docu series or more like a film type yeah. of situation? I mean, our story is so it's 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 so much to our story that putting it in a movie wouldn't do it no justice. We need something done like the Wu Tang got on. Hulu, something like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's what we need so we can go in and break down each one of our lives coming up and then get into when we get to meet Easy and all that drama and all that. Because it's, we had drama in our lives way before we got signed to Easy. And when people see what we went through, the story is crazy. Even even the way we met, you know what I'm saying? Like even the way we met each other is crazy. So every part of our story, every aspect of it is, 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 docu- is, is documentable, man, and people are going to love it. Who would you get to play Crazy Bone in in that series? Who would you want to see play you? Man, I don't know. Like we we would have to definitely like do some serious auditions, man, and just like you know, because everything got to be right. I, I I want everything right, like not just on my character, but everybody else. I I, I want to be able to look at this person and be like, okay, yeah, that's Lazy Bone right there for real. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how tedious I want to be with it. I don't want to get somebody that's way off brand. He like oh. I ain't no damn crazy bone. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't see movies like that to where people, they way off from the character. You know what I'm saying? We don't want that. We want it to be dead on. Dead on. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I will say this. You you definitely got to get the guys, if you guys do that way, you definitely got to get the, the, the brother that played Tupac and the brother that played Biggie in those movies. Those those Bro, I said the same thing. And the and and the dude that played Easy E. Yes, Bro, Jason Mitchell. I want all of them. Even the dude that played Jerry Heller, I want all of them. Everybody, I want all of them, like for real. Definitely. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're talented actors for sure, man. I mean, you, you definitely gotta have that authenticity. Cause I was watching the brother to play easy. I was like, yo, man, dude, dude made me feel like easy was alive, bro. Like, no lie. Like for real. He like he really had his characteristics and mannerisms down, like for real. No, and 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 you guys knew easy for you, you know, it was a short period of time. So you guys knew the the, the mannerisms, his his tonations, like, and that was a hard role for Jason Mitchell to pull off. And he he did an excellent job in my estimation. Yeah, definitely, man. He did. I loved the movie. I I had of, of course they had a few Hollywood moments, but what movie ain't? But that's the thing with our movie. Mm-hmm. I don't feel we need that, and I'm going to do everything possible to make sure they don't add none of that extra Hollywood shit because we don't need it. You can take everything we got and make it because it's already in script form. It's mm-hmm. already in a, our lives is already in script form. You know what I'm saying? So you don't they don't need to change nothing. Yeah, I, I felt like East 1999 was 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 almost like a, a, a audio movie because you you play each track. It almost had like a different chapter, you know, to the the story that you guys were telling at that time. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know what, crazy man, I know you you're a very busy man. I just want to say thank you. I am honored uh, to be able to speak with you today. I really appreciate your time. I uh, really appreciate your your willingness to come on the show, man. And and, and really, uh, I appreciate all of you guys for really just supporting black media and the importance of that as far as being able to to allow us to disseminate your messages and your stories out there. Um, really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, please let everyone know where they can continue to keep up with you and, and all of the, the works that you're doing and, and the music that you have out and, and will have out. And, and one more time, let them know about that Ukrainian uh, refugee uh, concert. Yes, indeed, man. Y'all make sure y'all um, y'all can check me out on on um, IG at crazy underscore bone. You know what I'm saying? Um, on, on Twitter at I am crazy bone. Also, you can... Um, Follow us on the Bone Thugs and Harmony page on IG at BTNH Live. You know what I'm saying? BTNH Live. With it. And make sure y'all um, come check us out on that concert, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the 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 love is what the world needs. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you get your ticket for that. Um, hold on. What date is that again? September 17th. September 17th. Y'all make sure y'all come out to that, man. You know, and um, it's, it's, it's for a real positive cause, man. It's for a real positive cause. We're trying to bring, you know, like spread some love back out here, man. Um, And it's because that's what we need out here. We need to spread the love and get back to where we was, man. Because this is just all this hate and, and this division is, is, is not it. It's not it. You know what I'm saying? And make sure y'all check out, go get that, um, my latest album, Crazy Melodies, Volume 1, Melodious. It's available on all streaming platforms. And Volume 2 is coming soon. Absolutely. Now, lastly, I got to ask you this before we get out of here. NFTs. I, I heard you, you you get into the NFT space. Is that any, any truth to that? Yeah, oh, yeah man, man the, the, the NFT space is definitely going down. You know what I'm saying? Um, the NFTs, man, they're, they're, they're playing a big role 
and music now. You know what I'm saying? Remember, like, back in the days, like, in the 90s, when you would, like, collect baseball cards and stuff like that? Well, NFTs is kind of like, you know what I'm saying? They're kind of like baseball cards, but it's digital. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, artists artists can do all kind of things with 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 these nfts man it's just great opportunities and people should really look into you know all the opportunities that these nfts present i'm basically i'm new to it but i'm learning I, my team is on me like they nag me like bro learn this read this study this so that's what i'm in the process of doing but i'm learning it and it's very very interesting so yeah i'm definitely getting into that and uh you're gonna see me doing a lot of things i'm trying to get my brothers into it as well we actually talking to a company about all that stuff so yeah you're gonna see bone thugs of harmony and our metaverses and all that we're gonna have one of the coldest ones you better believe it trust me oh i hear that loud and clear i can't wait to see that myself i'm looking forward to it (laughs) yes indeed ladies and gentlemen the iconic legend himself one part of the uh, the greatest group in hip-hop in music bone thugs and harmony the one and only the legend himself crazy bone thank you so much once again sir appreciate you and we look forward to talking with you soon all love brother thank you all right everybody that was our show for this week thank you so much once again i can thank my special guest crazy bone from bone thugs and harmony if you want to hear the entire interview without any interruptions make sure you go to youtube.com slash nh experience tv you can watch it as well as uh it'll be on all streaming platforms that's apple itunes soundcloud google play spotify iHeartRadio, all for free 99. once again I'd like to thank everybody at sirius xm slam radio and my producer extraordinaire engineer to the stars jake warner better known as big brother jake and all of you until next week take care stay sharp and oh by the way we'll come with a brand new bag come with some something brand new for you all so make sure you stick around stay tuned i have more details make sure you follow me on twitter at nick hamilton 213 as well as on instagram at nick hamilton la hey brand new series brand new show better antics you already know what it is we in the win like paper planes y'all take care the views and opinions expressed on tma with nick hamilton extra dose are entirely those of the host guests and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.